WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, let's do it, Jerem Tanner and Noli. All right, it's another edition of the WCB Podcast, part of the Hockey Podcast Network, presented by DraftKings. It's Jerem, it's Tanner. What's up, bud? Oh, feeling good. You know, it was it was a pretty decent week. Winning hockey for the Hawks. Hey, two in a row. Two in a row. Finally, we're able to put multiple good games together. Oh, uh, baby. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say that, but <laughs> a win's a win. Hey, yeah, two two dubs in a row. <laughs> two dubs in a row. The first time they did this all season. Uh, we'll get into those here in a second. Uh, it's it's part of the Twelve Days of Christmas song, right? Two dubs in a row. <laughs> yeah. Two Blackhawks wins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, One <man>. shutout. <laughs> right? Now I feel like you have to commit and do it. All no, I, I completely already messed it up. Like, that's not even how it, that's not how the song goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So the Hots played four games uh, this past week. Uh, three at home, one on the road. Or no, all four were at home, weren't they? Yeah, all four. All four were at home. Um, Hanging out, sitting and chilling. So, yeah, let's just get right into it. Uh, first up was the National Predators. The The Hots dropped their first meeting of the season in Nashville. Uh, this was in the, the heart of the whole Corey Perry allegedly incident going on. This is, so, this is right before it. Right? Yeah, right before it all went down and all that. So, Hots come out to this one and... Hey, right off the bat, they get on the board. Nick Fligno, let's go. Seth Jones. Hey, this goal was pretty, pretty nasty. <laughs> like the the short side talk being so close to the net too. I was like, oh my God, who was that? It was Nick Fligno. And I was like, he's still got it. <laughs> he it's one of those just... things that I, I'm telling you, man, like Bedard, like being able to, score goals in like all these different creative ways i think guys are starting to like just give it a shot too he is just like finding like the fountain youth i think playing with bedard oh yeah like i think it's really like making him excited to be a part uh part of something again um where was it the quote about him yeah hanging out with bedard because he's not able to join the guys on the road like at the bar Yeah, here it is. Um, Staying in and uh, having some dinner. Did they take it down? You can't make him grow up so fast. I think this league already does that. It's it's understanding that. um, It's understanding, all right, this kid can't do stuff, so there's a sacrifice you make as a teammate, right? All right, I'm going to stay behind and enjoy a nice dinner with him and not go out after. Like, give him the C until Bedard's ready to take it. Yeah, right. Like, he'd, be, just... he'd be a decent cushion dude between like two like long serving like captains right does he know. does he resign i would love it if he does but i mean he is what 36 and oh. hasn't won a cup and probably wants to do that hey but... he can just keep signing league men and just run the clock out and then play like fourth line minutes to get his cup when Bedard wins it in three years. Yeah, right. Sign sign him to a three year deal. 
until he's like 30, until he's like 40 years old. You're like, hey, we like you need a vibe guy. Lobby. You need a you need a vibe guy, and he is definitely a vibe guy for sure. Oh um, yeah, the leadership vibes, hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, he would not be done. Uh, we'll get to that a little bit later. Uh, Predators score two goals, go, go up two to one. Uh, second period was fucking wild. Uh, Predators started off with two goals, then Jason Dickinson scores again. Yeah, he's having he's a on, good year. Guy is on fire right now with an assist from Feligno and mm-hmm. Vlasic. So Feligno got two points for him so far. And then a couple minutes later, guess what happens? He puts them back on the board. Uh, back in the lead, three two, second of the game, three points. How are you? I just uh, want to point out the fact that like every Jake and J- Jason Dickinson goal is all just short side. He just consistently shoots so- short side, <laughs> and it just he keeps ripping, and they're going in. And I just wish <laughs> like more people would just start ripping like he is. Game so broke, don't fix it. Yeah, right. Um, uh, I, they mentioned like every single time that Felino got a point, they're like, "Yeah, and his kids skated in the first period, <laughs> the like the relay race." And they're like, "Proud dad moment." That's why he's showing up for his kid. And it's like, "Hey, you know, all these home games, maybe just get his kid on the ice too." <laughs> yeah, right. Um, Felino's three point night, huh? Foster just needs something to talk about because it's not like he's going to call the actual play, so he's got to talk about the same Ooh. thing over and over again. Ooh, am I wrong? No. <laughs> no, you're not. It's fine. Nashville's able to tie it up on the power play about halfway through the third. Uh, nothing doing in overtime. This was an overtime that I was watching, and I'm like, yeah, they they need to come up with something to, to fix this because three-on-three three overtime is awesome. Yeah. But the amount of backtracking out of the zone, oh, regrouping, yeah, like, like, it just – like you can't do that. Like something has got to. I mean, you can. That. You can. You do can. That. You yeah, can. But I'm saying, like, yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be allowed to do that. Like, you need to. There needs to be something enforced to to force them to actually, you know, go to the net, drive the net. Yeah. A little urgency. No bad court violations. Right. Um. This goes to a shootout. Bedard gets his first shootout goal of his career, much better yeah, than his preseason TV. attempt. Very, very much better. Stayed on his feet, put a puck in. It was, then, it was gorgeous because I was watching it with my wife, and I go, "Oh, that's so awesome!" It's like too bad nobody else is gonna help out with this, right? And so then, yeah, we'll get that. Yeah, we'll get that in a second, though. Um, yeah, Nashville Soderblom. goes on, scores all three goals on Soderblom. I was gonna say Soderblom goes a perfect three for three goals against. <laughs> I mean, God damn! Yeah. I think Post said it back best. We're just. Finally, over the Robin Laner shootout, you know, trauma. Mm-hmm. And then here comes Soderbaum to, to play the role. What I wanted to ask you, and I meant to text everybody and ask them, was it weird that they went with Tyler Johnson second? Instead of who? Burishev, Dickinson? Um, I don't think so. I think Tyler Johnson probably has some, like, probably better hands on the team. Maybe he, maybe you never know. Like they do like the shootout in practice, like all yeah. the time, probably. And he probably is consistently scoring there. I just, he's probably, maybe he's just going against Soderblom, though. So, okay, who knows? That's true. Yeah. I don't know. I just, it felt like Tyler Johnson was a weird pick. That's all. I just thought there's a, yeah, I, that's like, not my, you got a couple hot hands, thought, right? 
my initial first thought would have been like, yeah, Kurashev. Uh, did they have Bavillier for this game? I think so. Maybe even him. Yeah, he played. Yeah, this was his first game on on home ice. Yeah, since the uh, the visa issue. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I thought that I, was just probably, strange. Maybe I probably would have gone him or yeah, Reichel. Kershaw, yeah. I don't know about Reichel. Why not? He doesn't have it. You think he's he's just not doesn't got it? He doesn't have it right now. He's I think he's in his own mental warp right now. And get a, get a sports therapist like uh Nate McKinnon. I think he I think a trip back to Rockford might help him. Yeah, it's possible. Find it find the confidence a little bit, you know, get things going. I just Damn, think he's a, he's a negative eighteen this year, too. He only played 12 minutes in this one. Yeah, he's been playing fourth line. I mean, honestly, like, I don't think they've been looking bad, too. Like, the lines were kind of clicking. Um, I thought it was really funny, though, that, like, that Jason Dickinson, Josh Anderson, and uh, Nick Foligno line was was really doing well. Yeah, uh, I just – it's so crazy to me that our top line – is that is is that those three like who who would have thought that coming into the year that Jason Dickinson was going to be our elite goal scorer right now? Yeah, right. I don't know. I don't but, care. It's fine with me. Yeah, I'm fine. It's it's tough Great when value. like the second line is basically a third line. The third line's a stellar third line. The fourth line is a fourth line, and the first line is getting the the toughest matchups. <laughs> Oh yeah, there's no shot. The second Bedard touches the ice, Kurashev is just like, fuck. Yeah. Like he's like, okay, who are we gonna go up against now? Like tomorrow's tomorrow's game or tonight's game after this is posted is gonna be very interesting to see a line match, especially with Edmonton having last change. But we'll get into that. Um, besides the shoot, I thought Soderbaum played all right. This one, um, yeah, it was, 20, it was okay. Twenty-seven for thirty for a ninety save percentage. I just, I don't know. I used I was really like big on the big on him, and then I'm just like more and more. I hear about like the prospects in the in the system. I'm just more like falling out of love with this kid. Um, uh, he's got plenty of time. Like, how old is he? He's only like 23 or something. 24. Storblom? Yeah, he's 24. Oh, I thought he was like 26. Nope, 24. So he's got plenty of time to still kind of mature into that kind of like role. You know, like really mold into it. I think this is just going to be one of those years where he'll be better next year. And then the year after that, he'll be even better. And the, hopefully the team will be getting better too. Hopefully. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else about Nashville? Nah, it nah. would have been nice to get the win. Got a point. That's fine. Um, I don't know if because they didn't get the win, and I think San Jose got a win. Technically, we were in last place. Like at, at one point this past week, there was like a day that we were in last place. Start selling for Celebrini, baby. Let's go. Um. All right. Moving on to. We're tied. Uh, no, technically we're still thirty first, but yeah, but we we had we had oh last at the place. time, yeah, like dead dead last. God damn. Um. All right. Anaheim Ducks, 
They yep. came down on Tuesday. The no, whole buildup. The whole buildup of Leo Carlson versus Connor Bedard. The hype video for that was so good. I didn't watch it. Fuck. Oh, it was so good. See if you can still find it. I I'm recommend sure watching it. Oh, yeah. It was pretty it was pretty pretty awesome. It like goes back to like like first overall pick, second overall pick, like in what, like Joe Thornton and like Patty Marlowe and like had the highlights from them and then like Ovechkin and then Malkin, like highlights of them going against each other. Just like it was a lot of head to head of what the first and second overall picks in some major draft years were doing. Mm-hmm. And it's just kind of like, is this going to be another one of those kinds of drafts where these guys are just going to be going head to head every time? And it's going to be fireworks. And, and the way it's been, like the way they've been playing, it looks like potentially could be. And yeah. I'm all fucking for it because Carlson, man, I didn't like honestly. Cause I think I was just so hell bent on like Bedard and Fentilli yeah. that I never really paid attention to what he was doing or what Carlson right. was, was doing and bringing, but Plus they're not more, showing, they, like they weren't showing a ton of like highlights of him in Sweden. I don't think anybody expected him to be number two. I think yeah. everybody was like, it's going to be Fantilli and it's going to be Bedard like one, two like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that they still couldn't have gone wrong at two with either. Oh one. no. No, and then at three you're just like also happy with whoever's left. <laughs> three was probably the best position because you're like, hey, you they're making all make the hard choice. choices. <laughs> yeah, they they're making the hard choices for us, and then we just take whoever's left. Um, but yeah, this was a game that we we're excited for Bedard and Leo Carlson, and of course, there was very little offense. <laughs> yeah, no, there was plenty of offense on like the Anaheim side because. They were shelling Peter Morazic. When and this is why, like when you said, like, hey, like two good games in a row, it's like, no, the Hawks did not look good in this game. It is Morazic looked good. Morazic looked very good this game. <laughs> they, okay. There was so many chances. I was like, what the fuck are they doing out there? And then Morazic's just like making incredible saves. And I was like, oh my God, he's never gonna let a fucking mother goal in again. I mean, the Hawks outshot them 14 to 10 in the first, but then after that, it was all Anaheim. They outshot them 18 to 10 in the second and then 9 to 1 in the third. 9 to 1. Oh my God. Yeah, that's a good way to hold on to a lead. Yeah, <laughs> no, no shots on that in the third period. You just really lull the goalie into a sleep until they empty the net and then you're fucking good to go. <laughs> um. So the Hawks, the Hawks got on the board in the second period off of the power play. Hey. Yeah, That's right. Something new. What? A power play goal? Phil Kershaw. A, a, a shutout? Fifth? A power play goal? A what? <laughs> what is going on? Kershaw, fifth of the year. Bedard's 10th assist, giving him 21 points on the season. Tyler Johnson with uh with the assist as well. Um, and then after that, like you were talking about already, I think there's really not much else to say. It's just it was the Morazic show. And yeah. he looks incredible. God damn, like, I'm like, so like, happy for him. Yeah, right. Like for like, what is it? 95, 85% of the season so far, he's looked amazing. And mm-hmm. just either the Hawks haven't been scoring and getting the loss or they've been squeaking out a little bit of a win with like a few goals against. And it's nice to see that he got his first shot out of the Blackhawk. Yeah. Um, and just looked incredible. Like 37 saves. Jesus. And so many, so many good ones. That's the goal that the goal that the Hawks scored was fantastic too, by the way. Um, but the rest of the game was just like it's just basically the Morazic show. He, um, I'm trying to pull up like 
some stats from this game, like advanced stats. So give me one second. But um, I'm looking for like high danger chances that he faced. Oh, like yeah, like goal saved um above expected or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, let's see. Ducks. High danger chances for the Ducks had eight. Eight. They had Jesus. eight chances. They had seven attempted. Um, I need someone to teach me how to these advanced stats. Where are you at? Oh my god! Let's see. I'm on natural natural stat trick. It's it's an awesome site if you know what these are for. Like, oh, uh, is it a part know. of Hockey Reference? No, it's an actual website. Oh, never mind. I have no idea. But shows like the heat map and all that kind of stuff, shift oh. charts. Oh. It's really cool. Like Okay. Let's see. They oh. Well I yeah, they have it on fucking um hockey reference too. Oh, do they? Yeah. They only they only have the, the shot chart for Anaheim. That's funny. They have a lot of shots in in tight. Oh, this is Anaheim, and then they has the goal for the Hawks. I don't know. That's annoying, but anyway, Mrazic looked fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for him. Like, and I think, like you, yeah, like you mentioned, I think the only time he's really looked bad this year was that Columbus game mm-hmm. uh, before Thanksgiving. Well, there was the other game recently too that he let up a, a few, like a handful of goals. Um, what game was that? Was it? Minnesota, maybe like oh, four goals against. So. Yeah, but yeah, Columbus was like the worst outing by far. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't looked as bad since then. Did he play against Detroit though? They had five. You know, that's what I'm saying. Like eighty-five to ninety percent of like his. Yeah. His, his, so he's had about three. Yeah, games. For, for sure, three bad good. games. Mm-hmm. But also, yeah, some of those goals. I just remember that some of those goals in Detroit were like not on him. Like there's no, nothing no, no, to no. do. Right? Like, like he makes a lot of the the, the saves that are possible. <laughs> like, I still can't get over that fab, uh, Fabry goal against yeah. him. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that was that was cool watching that one. Uh, and then he gets the call again uh, on Saturday against as St. Louis. As you should. As you should. You ride the hot hand, and uh, boy. The hot hand was uh, was still hot in this one. Yeah, it was. I honestly was like, I was like, he's never going to give up a goal. He's, <laughs> he's done. He's he's ascended to elite goaltender status and is refusing to give up a goal because there were so many chances. And I was like, this is incredible how he's just all he's just not going to relentless. It was just like insane to me. Again, the Hawks playing the same strategy as they did against the Ducks. They outshot the Blues in the first, 14-9. Then the Blues outshot them 14-8 in the second. And then the third, they outshot them 16-2. Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a great way to hold the lead again. <laughs> uh, the Blues won. The only goal from the Blues came like late in the third, too, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. It was uh, with like three and a half minutes left from Sunkfist. So that must have been shot, I don't know, 30, 35. Yeah, something like that. Uh, uh, a lot of firsts, a lot of firsts in this game, too, for the Hawks. Yeah. Um, they were 
when the first goal had gone in, they originally thought it was Zaitsev, and then Vlasic scored like really shortly after that. They're like, hey, we've gone so long without the defense scoring a goal, and now we got two. And then after the first period, they they reviewed and saw that Anthony Bavillier actually got the the tip on the puck um, for that first goal. So he scored his first as a Blackhawk, which it's always funny to me when it's like when you can, as a player, if you look back and be like, yeah, my first goal just kind of, just kind of touched me. <laughs> <laughs> and was given to me about 20 minutes after the fact. Right. <laughs> Hit me right on the inside of my elbow crease. And uh, yeah, it was all she wrote. <laughs> well, and as you mentioned, Vlasic got his first goal of the season. Yeah. Um, it was a nice, it just shot on net. It seemed like the defense were really bringing it. One of the things I forgot to mention already too was, um, I don't know if you noticed, but it seemed like any time that Crevier was out there is pretty often with Vlasic. Mm-hmm. And that is a giant D pairing. Well, Vlasic had a funny comment about that too, where he he's like, he goes, yeah, we're both pretty tall out there. So like, we're, we're realistically only a stick length away from each other the entire time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's not, not like, not a joke. Um, <laughs> the only, uh, like one I think I mentioned before that's similar would be Tyler Myers and Nikita Zadorov in yeah. Vancouver now. They're six eight and six six two. So like when we play Vancouver, if they're ever all out on the ice together at the same time, it's gonna look like four guys babysitting three small three small guys <laughs> on each team. <laughs> it's a, it was just insane. But like Crevier looked fantastic with with Vlasic and it's impressive for a seventh rounder to make it into the league as quickly as he does, as he did, because he was drafted in 2020. Well, what's even, even crazy about his story too, is he originally wasn't drafted. His first year of eligibility was Mm. drafted seventh round, his second year of eligibility. And like you said, jumped up to the NHL. Yeah. Yeah. Within three years. I mean, that's just, I mean, that's a feel good story that you just love to hear. And it's just awesome. That's just a determination, right? So yeah, it's like, it's fantastic. He's and like I said, he's looked good. He's a plus two in four games. He's got the one assist on that Vlasic goal. That's first they, group point. Yep, and they seem to like work really well together. Um, I just think if they can steadily get better and then just increase their mass, because I mean they're still kind of young, so a little bit slim for being as tall as they are. They will be yeah. like the scariest tandem of defensemen to go against. And what's really cool about this, I mean, what what you get you like fans excited is seeing all these young defensemen coming up and just all the options that are going to be in the system and potentially could be a part of this team going forward. Like yeah. everybody we know everybody talks about Korchinski, Velastic and all that, but it's like you got to fill out the rest of the decor uh with guys and now like this is just another player getting added into a big group of good defensive prospects that this team has. Right. It's another option that they'll have. And the good thing is that he's actually right-handed too, because a lot of their uh, current options are all on the left side. So it's nice to have one on the right side too. Um, It's fun, man. The, during the rest of this game, like at least the first two periods, because right. Cause we talked about how badly uh, they got outshot in the third period, the yeah. Hawks just, as a team, night and day from this game in Anaheim, they looked so fucking good. I would, like thought they were going to run up the score today uh, during that game. 
I wish. Yeah, they just they had a ton of chances, and I times when I was like, oh, they're about to pot like put it in right here, and then just missed wide, and I was like, oh fuck, baby, like they're feeling it. I was feeling it. I'm like, it's gonna be seven to nothing at the end of this game. And, and Bennington like, was in net. Yeah, exactly. I was just like, this is this is what I want. I don't care if the Hawks win every game or if they like just miss the playoffs, make the playoffs. I know they're not gonna do well, but yeah. if they can just shit on Bennington every time they face him, that would be fantastic. <laughs> Let's go. Right. Um. Yeah, Mrazic. So real quick, we'll wrap this up. This game up, but Mrazic. Again, just played absolutely out of his mind. Uh, you brought this stat up earlier in the group chat. Um, 75 of 76 save or 75 saves on 76 shots over two games. Yeah, pretty nasty. Unreal. Pretty Un- nasty. Unreal. On 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 the 31st place team. <laughs> so either, like yeah, not an easy, not an easy thing to do. <laughs> no, there's zero reason why he should be having the the success that he has with what's, I, what's in front of him. I was just like, Ooh, Peter Morazic appreciation week. I, I love it. So good. <laughs> He's just playing so well, man. And it's everybody that was always talking shit about him. It's like, so it's just so clear that you can tell he's healthy this year. Oh yeah. percent. All of these saves there's so many like outstretched like split saves that like last year I'm like his groin's fucking destroyed, yeah. and like this year he's making these saves and then getting right back into it and like move moving on to the next one and it's like you can tell he feels good he looks good and you're just like fucking give it to me man because this is it's awesome. a contract year it's a contract yeah. year so he's got to fucking step up and yeah. I am a hundred percent on board with just re-signing him. It's sending him, making him the goalie that carries this team from point A to point B of the rebuild and and let the young guys really take their time developing in Rockford or, or yeah. juniors or wherever they're give at. Him like, like, give him like a two-year deal and then yeah, next if, year's if another year of like like kind of showing the way for Soderblom to back up. Then the next year after that, if he's still playing fantastically, like move him at the deadline. The, the deadline... How often, though, does the picking up a goalie at the trade deadline really work out for a team? Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. You know, DraftKings makes it super easy to bet on NHL action. Uh, Just looking at games tonight, you have the Vancouver Canucks, who are just on an absolute tear this season that nobody really saw coming. They are money line favorites at minus 162. You have the Edmonton Oilers who are looking to get their season back on track, minus 185. And then you even got the Carolina Hurricanes who are just big-time favorites uh, with minus 258. Uh, those are just some of the odds that DraftKings offers you uh, each and every night. Uh, make sure you download the app now and use code THPN. New customers get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bet expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www. 1-800-GAMBLER.NET. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 
Please play responsibly on behalf of the Boot Hill Casino Resort. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 186 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash hockey for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gambling resources. NHL and the NHL Shield are registered trademarks with NHL League. Copyright NHL 2023. All rights reserved. Other than like Vegas last year, even though Quick really didn't play. I mean, he won them a couple games like throughout the season, but other than that, there wasn't really much. Right. So like the only I, I can't think of a time where like a team has gone on to win the cup when they acquired a goalie at the trade deadline. But yeah, that yeah, doesn't but mean it, th- it doesn't yeah. happen as like assurance for like in net it should their number one go down. Right. Yeah, that's more what you're doing. It's like cause yeah. it's the teams that are in a playoff hunt or or contending for the cup, they're usually pretty good in net. They don't yeah. need that that addition. Like it's all the it's the Blackhawks, the Sharks, all the Arizona well, Arizona's actually I think found their goalie right now. But yeah, Connor um, Ingram. Yeah. But it's like it's too. all the guys that are on the outside looking in that need all the help at goaltending. So it's like yeah. I it's almost more valuable to keep him around. And then if you say you sign him to a two year deal, then it's like you bring Drew Camesso up maybe that second year for a little bit and yeah. let him learn from Razik too. It's a lot of options, and I think we're starting to see a little bit more respect on Mrazek's name with the more he's doing well. But I think he as is, we he, should, yeah, he's a very he's a good fit for for the role that he's he's playing in in Chicago right now. Isn't it funny? Like, I feel like Toronto like doesn't hold on to pieces long enough for them to actually come to fruition. Where they've gotten rid of guys in the past, like who's Carver Hagee, drafted by Toronto. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Sean Dersey, who's killing it in Arizona right now, drafted by Toronto. Uh, Connor Brown and Zach Hyman are both in Edmonton doing pretty decently, drafted by Toronto. Like, <laughs> they just, they try to make these quick little fixes. And then when it doesn't really work out, they move on as quick as possible. And then these guys end up, like, fulfilling what they were trying to do when they were there. Like it's they like, signed uh, Morazic to play the way that he's playing currently, yeah. But they couldn't. They didn't want to wait for that. It's like the '90s, early 2000s Blackhawks. Every time we got rid of somebody, they would go and have career career years, and you know, would end up being these like amazing players. Yeah, it's yeah, whatever. I'm glad we have him. Yeah, and we got a first too. overall or first round pick for him too, so that was great. Yeah. Um, last game. Happened on Sunday. Uh, the Great Eight came to town. Um, first time Ovechkin versus Bedar. You know, let's go another buildup. I love how every news or media outlet is like trying to like find who, a who is it versus Bedard. <laughs> exactly to justify like having like oh Bedard Bedard. What are the um, chances Bedard can break Ovechkin's record when he breaks the record? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, this was. You thought it was going to be a good one. Kershev gets the Hawks on the board pretty quick. I mean, I'm speaking of players like finally getting respect on their name a little bit. How about Kershev? Like, yeah. he's having a fucking fantastic season. Yeah, he's playing well. I I don't know if it's because of the leadership change in the locker room is why he's helping out, or if it's oh, because it's... he's got another year of experience under his belt and he's kind of one of the more tenured Blackhawks at this point. 
Or I'm sure it probably has something to do with the fact that you're playing with a generational talent as your centerman. Yeah, that's all, that's also a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's usually helpful too. <laughs> you're not getting if you, if, shuffled if you around the lineup. Just if you can't succeed with Bedard as your line mate, then you probably shouldn't be playing in the NHL. Fuck. Well, but well, yeah. Kershev gets his six of the season. Seth Jones, a counter Bedard, um, with the assist on that one, and then it was just all all Washington. Um, hey, Dylan Strom, revenge game. Yeah, he's having himself a good year. He's leading uh, Washington in goals. I think. Got yeah, he leads now. Washington in goals. Um, Ovechkin with the assist on there. Ovechkin has more assists than he has goals this year. I don't think that's ever happened in his career. It might have happened once. It's really interesting that Dylan Strom has three assists and 14 points. Where Strom's more of like a, like when he was with us, like he was always looking past. Oh, 100%. He would have wide open net and be like, where's Kane or Dominguez? <laughs> and now he's got 11 goals and three assists. Breakaway empty net and he drops it to, to Kane or Dominguez. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, then Dowd. Gets two. Um, I'm sorry, Mantha gets one before Strom. Dowd gets two to make it four to one, and then Connor Murphy scores on what is probably the assist of the year from from Connor Bedard. Holy shit! Yeah, kid's good. I mean, what 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 more does this kid have to do to be like he's the real deal? I think everybody knows already. I think everybody's <laughs> also just trying to be like, is this kid the real deal? And they're like, yeah, fucking, of course he is. <laughs> we just have to ask. <laughs> so he's at engagement. Like, he's got what, 22 or 23 points now? Ooh, probably. I don't know. You can't click on his name when uh, you're <laughs> I fucking hate in the game In the game, the game recap. Oh, but you have to go to the box score, and then you yeah, can do box it. score, and then you can click his name. Yeah, twenty three points, twenty three points, seventeen games, minus fourteen, but twenty seven games, twenty seven games. What did I say? Uh seventeen. Oh my bad. Yeah, twenty seven games. So I mean, yeah, kids, he hasn't scored kids. a goal in the last five, but that's okay. Well, we'll we'll touch on that in a second here because he's playing Damn. at home a lot. Um, he had six shots last game though, too. He's shooting the puck, man. He's he's ripping. He's trying. I love, I love the picture they have on his like header. It's the, the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. Hands down the worst. But yeah, him, Bedard and Kirsch have go, both given two points this game. Pretty nice. Pretty nice. Oh. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Soderblom was a net for this one. Um, again, just not a great performance from him. 23 saves on 27 shots for an 8-5-2 save percentage. Um, I didn't get to see most of this game, so I don't know how fair, you know, the goals against were if they were, yeah, you know, I, on I didn't him look, or... catch it either. Um, but I mean, if Marazic was in there, we know. Oh, it would have been two nothing, <laughs> maybe two to one. I don't know. That's possible. But the Hawks outscored Washington in this one. They outshot them. What do you mean outscored? I'm, I'm sorry, outshot. That's what I meant. Sorry, outshot <laughs> them. So wait, what? We're not on the same page here. What's going on here? We out, yeah, we, out, out we outscored them, and we still lost. Yeah, uh, right. We outshot them. 
by seven. And then they absolutely kicked their ass in the face off dot, which how bad is Washington centers if the Hawks are winning 60%? I don't know. I thought Dylan Strom was supposed to be pretty good at face offs. Who else are their face off men? Face off men. Probably nobody. Like, I mean, uh, I mean, that probably answers uh, the question right there. Uh, the XA Protas, that guy that's six six. God damn, his neck is as wide as his face. <laughs> uh, yeah. Who else? Oh, Kuznetsov. He had a thirty six percent face off percentage. What was Bedard's face off percentage? Seventy five percent. Okay. Kid's feeling it. Kid's been listening he's, to Yanni. He's been listening to Yannick, man. The Hawks had 13 giveaways, though. But then they also had 14 takeaways. So give some, take some. You know, that's what they say. Hey, you you, you won by one there. So you, you, you did you did better by one. So that's all that matters. Should have had, should have had more goals. Yeah. So the Hawks finished this week 2-1-1. One, and one. Um, one thing we didn't talk about before the, the St. Louis game was Kevin Korchinski was put on the non-roster list. Yeah. Uh, um, people were freaking out, and I was like, God damn it. Here comes more stupid rumors. Um, mom. <laughs> just kidding. Don't spread it. It's, it's just a joke. <laughs> um, but it, it turns out he <laughs> it's just a family. He's just dealing with a family matter, so hopefully everything is good for is good and nothing's too serious, and he'll be able to get back out there uh, sooner than later. Stop making that face, Tanner. <laughs> Yeah, family um, matter. Family matter. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's not, I'm not going to joke about it anymore. I'm sorry. <laughs> Three of the week. Number oh, also obvious. before, 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 oh, before, before, yeah. uh, Jared Tenorti, he's on the IR again. Philip Bruce called up. Isaac Phillips called up. Isaac Phillips played last game though, didn't he? Yes. Nice. So, uh, it's probably that time of year where, you know, start getting the rotation going on that last pairing. Oh, and um, I guess we should mention it too. Uh, Kachuk on waivers. Yeah, they're just sending them down um, to get some more ice time. They came out, they, they said that like they don't think he's going to get taken off of waivers. But they, they jinxed it. They jinxed it. What was it? Gutman and like Reese Johnson have been playing like better and whistle they think that they've been playing better lately yeah which i don't know if it's because maybe athanasio might be coming back soon Question um, not i i wouldn't necessarily mean that i mean if the i mean if they have a solid lineup there's no reason to keep someone that they're not gonna not a solid lineup like a lineup that they're happy with for right now yeah i mean like if it's a con- getting more minutes in for for kachuk i mean that's it right might move. be that might be what it is. I honestly like I didn't think he was playing bad, but no, I thought he was fine. I think I think that they're just Joey Anderson's also just been stellar oh, on that unreal. third line too. So he, it's hard to argue that, right? He came in and he's like, "Yeah, hey, I'm not going back. Like you oh. guys are gonna have to send me back." Oh, oh, Donato was hurt last game, wasn't he? He was out last game, but he's not like listed on IR. I'm trying to see if okay. I can find any updates on FAC real quick. Yeah, I don't know when he's supposed to be back. I don't know when Blackwell's supposed to be back. Uh, the last update was 
December December six, where he has yet to resume skating, but his expect time back on the ice soon. Um, I don't know where they're getting this website's getting this info, but estimated return would be tomorrow or tonight. Mm-hmm. But I have not seen anything on that. Okay. So well, um, we'll see. All right. What's three stars of the week? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Number three. What do you, what do you think? Number three. Let's look at offense here. Um, I'm going Nick Foligno. Foligno three. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Three. Two goals and assists for three points. Little, little three point night in Nashville. Yeah. Plus Showing four. Showed us Katie still got it. Plus four on the on the on the week. Um, yeah. I thought he did. They did pretty, pretty good. Pretty tight. What do you got, number two? Uh, I mean, it's got to be either Betsy or Kershev, right? Kershev, probably. I was probably, I probably was going to go Kershev because he had the game winner in Anaheim. Yeah. He actually can score goals, so. And then he had the two-point night against uh, St. Louis. Or not St. Louis, sorry, Washington. Yeah. And then uh, first star? Absolutely Morazic. Oh, yeah. It's Peter Morazic Appreciation Week, bud. Hell fucking yeah. And just to prove like how crazy it's been, 75 saves, 76 shots, uh, 0.987 save percentage. That's disgusting. <laughs> and one shutout. Um, yeah, those are the three stars of the week. Oh, before we wrap up hot stock, um, Connor Bedard hates the United Center. Yeah, he doesn't he's, like Chicago fans. So he's almost played, you know, and even he's played 13 home games, 14 road games on the road. He's got nine goals, seven assists, or 16 points. And at home, he's got two goals and five assists. And one shootout goal. We'll give him we'll give him a shootout goal, too. It was pretty nice. Yeah, okay. but, but, yeah, he, he hates Chicago. Trade him. Yeah. Fucking can't stand you guys. <laughs> everybody, uh, in, everybody in the arena wearing his number, and he's just like, ugh. Uh, God, I'm nice. too humble for this. <laughs> It makes me uh, uncomfortable. <laughs> it's so oh, sh- <laughs> one more thing for hot stock that we didn't talk about the yeah. the Jordan Tutu thing going around. Oh yeah, well it's not like we're done talking, but yeah. Well, we're just gonna switch over, but yeah, everybody's making a big deal about um a little paragraph in his book talking about how he went to Stan Bowman during his time in Chicago and told him that. When he got set, placed on waivers and nobody claimed him, like he wasn't going to Rockford, he said his wife was pregnant. He didn't want to be traveling back and forth with his wife and, and newborn daughter, and asked him just to place on my LTIR. And Stan Bowman said, "Yeah, go get an MRI on your shoulder, and we'll use it as our out." Yeah. Does it? Doesn't hear back from the team for the rest of the season. Okay. Everybody's freaking out about this, acting like the Hots did something. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Every team does this. Yeah, Every I don't, I don't see anything. This. It's just because it was written in a book and somebody said it where people can see it. And then because it's now because it's the Hawks and everybody's like, oh, it's always the one team involved in every. It's like, okay, well, what, what did they do wrong? Because I don't know if you guys remember, there's a thing in Toronto literally called Robada Island. Yeah. <laughs> Like that's they make a joke out of the LTIR situation that they continually have, and then 
I mean, what what the fuck's the deal? Arizona, Arizona acquires contracts to like meet the fucking cap floor for LTIR, and, and like you got Jordan Tutu probably had a fucking hurt shoulder. He and, did. Like, he said he played. Yeah, he still he had a hurt shoulder. He didn't want to go play in Rockford, and then he's like, just put me on LTIR, and they're like, okay, like that's fine, like cool. Yeah, he said he, he was doing him a favor by signing him with them because he, the Hawks needed to bring in a veteran. And yeah. now that it was now it was time for him to call in a favor of his own. And I don't see anything wrong with it. I mean, it's not cap, you know, cap manipulation like, you know, Vegas or fucking Tampa Bay or, you know, right. like where those guys go and go 20 million over the cap. And, and then and they come in sudden, right at the playoffs. Exactly. So it's like, I don't understand why people are freaking out about this. This is like the worst kept secret in, in all of hockey. Was this his, his last season too, right? I 17, 18. So, yeah. It was a $700,000 cap hit. Do you think that the Hawks were, I mean, I mean, they could have been pressed against the cap, but I don't think like that. It's anything that was saving them at that time. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. Yeah. So. Oh, well. Um, all right, NHL talk. Oh, well. Oh, yeah. well. <laughs> oh, well. He played 50 NHL games t- that year, too. So, Oh, wait, no. He's a guy He's a guy I would love to get on the show. 17, 18. Oh, he didn't play at all that year. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, happens. He probably, I guess they just signed him, and then is that when he probably didn't play a game? And then was like, we're going to put you in Rockford. He's like, nah, just put me on fucking LTIR. Yeah. <laughs> Had to be. Um, all right, uh, NHL talk. We'll wrap this up real quick because we were going a little long here. Um, Patrick Kane back hey. in the league. Yep, tearing uh, the Red Wings apart from the inside. <laughs> He's a double agent. <laughs> He's doing doing the Blackhawks work for the Blackhawks. Um, no, so first game back, he looked pretty good. I think he had five shots on goal the first game. Um, uh, I thought he only had like three. Three, maybe, maybe I think he was averaging five a game, so maybe he had more the second game. But he oh, looked no. good. I mean, so far, I mean, it's just real small sample size, but it looks like his hips holding up for him. Uh, second game, he of course gets his first goal assisted by Debrinket. Um, and it was, just, I know I said I didn't care about him going to Detroit, but it did kind of hurt a little bit seeing him doing his celly in a Red Wing jersey. Uh, I, I think it's it's depressing to see him in another jersey. Period. Like I don't care what team it is. Yeah, um, it was just a little but, Red Wing made it hurt just a little bit more, but not. I mean, still don't care. That's Detroit. So what the? F- <laughs> what? Um, I'm trying to find Kane. Okay, he's not listed as an active player on NHL's website. And his website sucks. I was like, so I, I, much. I typed his name in, and then there's a checkbox for like active players only, and his, he doesn't come up. And then, yeah, he had seven shots against Ottawa where he scored the goal, and then three against San Jose. So yeah, that's that's how we average it out. The average five. it okay, yeah. But so. yeah, he's ripping. He was playing almost 20 minutes against Ottawa too. Um, power play goal, man, looks good. Kid looks good. Looks fresh. I'm hoping he can keep it up just because I'd hate to see him go down to that kind of hip injury. Yeah. Like having that surgery like other players have. 
I want um, one player from the cup era to be to able continue. to go out and go out on their own terms and play a fulfill like a full career. Yeah. Just one. Like hang them up when they want to. That's what Ex- Yeah. Like, come on. Like, give us somebody. Yeah. Who knows? So. I mean, Taze, Taze still might just come back next year. That would be insane. It would be insane. I still, I mean, I would, don't get me wrong. I would love to see it. I just, I don't, man, it's so crazy to me that he thinks he can take a year off. He already did. <laughs> I know. Like, and then do it again. Like, yeah. But the other question I got written down for NHL talk and we'll, we'll wrap it up. What's going on with the players, in the NHL? Like they're playing hockey. No fucking respect for anybody anymore, man. Yeah. Uh, bringing the goons back. I mean, bring you saw in, Lark- in the goons. Scary moment with Larkin against that, Ottawa. So the but here's the thing with the way that play transpired, um, I don't think there was any malicious intent behind the way that he went down. Right? It's it was the a- second. Yeah, you got to see the second angle. That first yeah. angle from the uh, one side looked made it look a lot worse, and like the, there was a, a target there. Yeah, even Matthew Joseph, who like people are targeting, saying that it was like completely his fault. It's this everything that happened so fast with the Larkin play. He's like, I was just trying to box him out. The puck was loose. And it was chaotic. Wasn't trying to hurt anyone. I think it's pretty obvious that he wasn't trying to hurt anybody. Yeah. But when you continue the play and the whistle blows and. Peron looks at the nearest guy that he can fucking do anything to and completely yeah, Peron, cross-checks Peron Artem Zub in the side of the head. And it's just like, all right, you're a fucking scumbag, dude. He he has an in-game or an in-game in-person hearing. That's, I don't know. It's, that's never a good thing. <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, that's at least that means at least five game suspension is on the on the table. Yeah, it should be probably more. I would just I would I would hope it would be more because that clearly not a hockey play so much intent to injure like it's fucking malicious as hell he and like that's the shit you don't want yeah he's a piece of shit i never liked him yeah um mainly because he was in st louis yeah half the time but 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 then you have that then you have then you have on sunday in the the columbus philadelphia game um nick cousins boarding uh good branson and Branson going after him, and then like later in the game, Branson goes and just fucking decks Cousins, and just Cousins goes down, and Branson just throwing punches to him as on, to the back of his head as he's on the ground fucking turtling. Mm-hmm. Um, then it's like you have Ryan Strom sticking his leg out um, the other night too for a really bad knee to knee. It's just I don't know what's going on. Like the the amount of boardings going on, like cheap shots dirty plays it's it's insane yeah it's uh not clean and very surprised uh, i guess not too surprised because in the strom thing like shifley stepped up i'm literally watching the highlight right now um the good branson one was because cousins hit, took him by the numbers and then didn't get to do anything about it and he was pissed but then yeah. he jumped them right then he just kind of like that guy's a terrifying guy to piss off. He's huge. Oh god, yeah, he's a monster. <laughs> like if you're Nick Cousins, like why? Why would you have done that in the first place? Because I don't understand. Like you, were, I think you mentioned it. You're just like you see the numbers. There's so many times that these guys are like. Recently, there was a guy that Eric Rodriguez just got suspended for doing that, like hitting somebody in the numbers behind the net. If Andrew Kane somehow, or he didn't get suspended, but a five minute major maybe, 
and Invader Kane did it too, but like somehow didn't have a penalty against Jonas Brodin. And it's just like guys are lining guys up by the numbers. And then I don't know. I feel like it's this is that cyclical part of hockey where it becomes like really skilled and you're trying to like phase out a lot of this kind of fighting stuff. Yeah. Then, then guys start to take advantage that are skilled and larger, but like taking runs at guys. And then they start to bring in these like guys to take care of that again. So like, eventually I think like you'll start to see the fighter kind of type of guys come out again, because you're going to start fucking taking runs at guys. You're going to have to start answering the bell or they're going to take your fucking head off too. Um, speaking of which, Karan suspended six games. Oh, hey, look at that. <laughs> so, we talked long enough to get that in before we stopped and it came right out. <laughs> yeah, so, um, yeah, I don't know. And this the league's got to, players have got to start going back to, co- to the code and, and taking care of this shit. But, mm-hmm. all right, that does it for me. You got anything else? Uh, the week ahead, huh? Oh, yeah, Edmonton. Edmonton. Yeah, yeah, we didn't really bring that up. Like, no, the yeah, the Edmonton Edmonton Oilers. Battle, the, battle of the Connors. Yeah, right. I can't wait to see how much they pump that up. It's the past versus the future. <laughs> it's like McDavid's only like twenty six. <laughs> yeah, the, like the washed up Connor McDavid versus yeah. the the new and fresh Connor Bedard. Um, the Hawks will the- have have two days off at the end of the week for the first time in like three weeks. <laughs> Yeah, thank God. Give us all a little bit of a break. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, so that's episode. Yeah, so they got Seattle, the Oilers, Thursday. Seattle, and then Vancouver on Sunday. Hey, um, that's going to be that big defensive matchup. There you go. Oh, my God. If Crevier is still with the team and we get Vlasic, Crevier, Zadorov, and Myers on the ice, they're going to just form some sort of weird square where they all just reach out to each other. Like a, they're performing a seance. <laughs> <laughs> they're touching sticks on the face-off. Yeah, everybody just comes out and skates underneath their like. They're, they're <laughs> touching twigs, like some sort of ceremonies <laughs> happening. Oh shit! All right, episode two fifty-five. What do you want to call it? Peter Morazic appreciation. All right. Uh, make sure to follow us on your favorite podcast feed, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I don't know if that's a little thing. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, social media at WCB Podcast, promo code on DraftKings, uh, THPN. Um, yeah, other than that, we'll we'll see you on the next one. You know what? You don't give Peter Mrazic enough, um, enough praise for the fact that he just fucking hates vowels. Oh yeah, no he, E. His, his first name only has one vowel, and then there's no no vowel in between M and R in his last name. He's, he's like, fuck those things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's it. Love you, boys. Right. See the next one. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast. To connect with Jerem and Tanner, check out the boys at WCB Podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.